I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. Um, if you hear loud noises in the background of this episode, that is the new dog um, sleeping. She's sleeping in the office where I record right now. And she um, she's such a funny, funny little animal. Every time she moves in her sleep, she makes this like groaning noise. Um, she's just very vocal. She's husky, so obviously very vocal. Um, what else is going on? Okay. So the dog Pepper, um, she's in the background. Sorry about that. (laughs) She's very cute. You should go on our Instagram and look at a picture of her. Speaking of which, if you haven't followed us on there yet, you should definitely do that. Those links are in the show notes and, um, you know, you should rate and review the podcast and subscribe wherever you're listening to it. Um, and drop us a line, say hello. I'd love to talk to you. What else is going on? Okay, I finished I finished a show recently. What did I finish? Oh, you know, I finished Servant season three. Um, I hadn't watched all of it yet. And that season three finale was wild. I don't think I know anybody else who is watching it. So if you've watched Servant, can you hit me up? Because I got a lot to, I got a lot to say. Got a lot I need to talk through about that show. Um, it's very good, but I need, I need somebody to like decompress with on that. I'm finally about to go see Top Gun. 
I don't know if you saw my TikTok or if I even said it on here. I can't remember what I do or do not say on the show. Um, I tried to see Top Gun a couple weeks ago, but then my puppy decided to eat part of a toy and I saw it on the camera and so I had to go home. So I'm finally going to go see Top Gun. Very excited. And yeah, school, this, fun stuff. Let's get to it, shall we? Today on the show, we have the wonderful Shomari Love. Uh, he is a fantastic person and human, and I was super stoked to talk to him. We had a great time. So here is my conversation with Shomari. And welcome to the show, Shomari. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jillian. Thank you for coming on. I'm very excited to talk to you. Um, I'm super stoked to see your new film, but before we get into all of that, I want to go back and get to know you a little bit and ask you, what got you into this crazy business? <laughs> crazy is the operative word. Oh, man. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you for having me again. Um, so for me, this goes back to, well, childhood, I really got into just the arts yeah. in general. Um, started off playing African drums and then moved on to playing percussion and in a drum line. But in terms wow. of acting, <laughs> that came way later in life. I didn't study acting in school. Um, I did maybe one or two productions in high school. Mm. Um, but at the time, it was like, this wasn't for me. I was focused on other teenage things. Um, so for me, professionally, the journey started um, when I was already working in corporate America. Oh, wow. Um, essentially. Yeah. And, um, you know, I kind of got the feeling that I wasn't putting my talents to use as best mm. as I could. Um, and I felt like every time I'd watch a show, I'd watch a project, these people that I emulated or that, that I looked up to, I'm like, yo, I can do this. And I remember watching a show. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's called Entourage. Uh, it goes back Entourage. to a while, Are you but- kidding me? It's one of the greatest shows. I love that okay. show. I still say going to the valley got to hydrate because that's <laughs> you remember that life. episode? Yes, I love that. <laughs> Johnny Drama. Um, so yeah, but as you know, that story is about a kid from Queens and his people. Mm-hmm. And I'm from Queens. And I remember watching that show. I'm like, I can do this. Like, mm. This might be impossible. I know no one else has ever done this, but I know I have a talent and I should probably put it to use better now than later. And I remember just jumping in head first and just trying everything. I mean, wow, everything. So wait, you knew nobody that had been an actor before. So was your family creative at all? I mean, did they encourage no. any yeah, of that? Yeah, so it's, it's um, that's a great question. Um, no, my family, majority of my family worked in the medical field or in the legal field. Um, oh, dang. There, yeah, there was no one really in They're the They're like arts. professional professionals. <laughs> My, I remember first, I remember when I first um, told my mom, like, hey, I'm going to get into acting. And I think I told one of my, I told one of my other relatives, maybe it was an uncle or something. And I remember them looking at me and say, you're going to do what? <laughs> 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 you, you have, you, you have a great job right now. And, you know, you graduated college. I went to university, got a degree and all of that good stuff. And then you're going to do what? <laughs> that, oh my God. It didn't make sense to them, right? It's like, we, we pursue this this um like you said this career and it it we have no idea what the the path is and what the future holds and yeah i mean it's 
it's the most it's the most insane and wild industry to be a part of because you just never know when you're gonna work again you don't know if it's gonna actually do if you're gonna do anything for like you know ever you could work constantly for two years and then you could not get another job for five years after that it's just a wild wild um you know industry to be in so what what were you doing um in corporate america before you decided to take this jump um yeah very random i was working in the ad tech space so i was like an ad tech executive um working for yeah uh it, it was definitely different but um it was interesting i've always been into like you know technology and um entrepreneurship and things in that space so it's kind of like you know naturally attracted me um, mm-hmm. but yeah that's what that's the space i was in and um when the journey started at the time i remember like web series were really popular they were picking up mm-hmm. um so one of the first projects i ever worked in was a web series that ended up on i believe amazon mm-hmm. Recall. I wanted to know if you could share with the listeners how you navigated going from, you know, a different career and not knowing anybody in this industry and finding your way through the, you know, the first yeah. steps of it all. All right. So what I will say is, and I, I, I always give credit, you know, when it's due, uh, one of my fraternity brothers, um, Jeremy Sample, he um, does work in the entertainment space and he works as a stunt professional. Mm. So he's probably the only person um, that I was able to go to for any type of advice very early on. But essentially when I started off, one of the main things that he said is like, listen, if you want to do this, you got to start off with like an acting class or something. So for me, (laughs) I remember trying to figure out ways to find an acting class that I can attend when I was finished work. And then trying to absorb as much information as possible about the industry and about this career um, through reading and, and, you know, just acclimating um, with material, stage plays. Mm. And literally, I found a class um, that was in Midtown at the time. And I remember um, getting off work and having to hustle across Midtown so I wouldn't be late (laughs) for the acting class. (laughs) Because those things start on time, right? Yeah, I mean, um, that's how you know you're an actor is when you're hustling across the city. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm hustling across the city. I remember taking off my blazer and my tie and like, all right, I'm ready for class. Let's do this. <laughs> um, and funny enough, I used to, uh, in the beginning, right, uh, when I was taking that class, uh, we would be responsible for bringing material to class, right, to yeah. to practice in class and to review. And I would always <laughs> prepare a character that worked as some type of professional because <laughs> you know like you know i didn't have You're to like, get in the wardrobe I can channel this <laughs> i can channel this like i just dealt with this for eight hours and i have a, a button up one already so <laughs> i'll just jump in and, and scene let's go that's hysterical um, yeah so that's kind of how the start was i jumped into acting classes um started reading a lot of material and then i mean i didn't know how to navigate anything in terms of casting i had no idea mm-hmm. so i found certain casting websites and i just would apply to everything and i, I looked at it from a business perspective I said, okay, well, if I'm going to be entering into this world and presenting myself to people that I would like to seriously consider me to even audition for a project, I would have to put my best foot forward. So what mm-hmm. does that mean? In my mind, that meant having a professional headshot in addition to a professional headshot, a resume. But mm-hmm. of course, if you haven't accumulated any credits yet, you don't necessarily have a resume. Yeah, right? it's true. But like just the fact that you put on the resume that you're training is right. is enough when you're starting. 
Exactly. And that's exactly what I did. Um, put that on there and then apply to any and everything I could. I just wanted to be on set and to learn what I could learn behind the camera, in front of the camera. Um, I, I tried to learn as much as possible. And then, you know, one thing led to another. That's amazing. So what was, do you remember like the first big, big TV show or film that you booked and like what that, what that feeling was for you and what that audition uh, process was for you too? <laughs> I think the first, well, the first like speaking roles essentially that happened for me on television, those were like on, they were on, I believe like the investigation discovery. Those, those never, I'm not mm. sure if you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. ID channel. The reenactment. Um, So, yeah, I remember going out for those auditions and that's when everything was still in person. Yeah. Um, So I remember going into the casting offices and doing these auditions and, you know, your nerves are going a thousand miles per hour. You're thinking about everything under the sun except mm-hmm. for the thoughts of the character, right? <laughs> Which you should be thinking about. Except what you need to be doing in the room. Exactly. Um, and then I remember booking, like the first time I booked one of those shows, I was just ecstatic to when I received the first um, booking confirmation, essentially via email. Like, wow, oh, wow, this is really going to happen. All right, well, I guess I'm going to be on TV. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, once you get the first one, it's, it, it keeps going. And then eventually when I landed like my first, TV credit on network television, that's when it's like, you see the difference in the type of sets. Oh yeah. You know, and that's when like, you kind of get hooked. It's like, wow, I love this experience. I want more. Um, (laughs) How do I do this again? You you see the, the scale of it all. And you're just like, oh wow, this is really cool. (laughs) Like it's so hard to explain to somebody who's not an actor because it's like this weird, weird feeling of just pure, euphoria almost euphoria when you get on bliss, set, right? where you're just like yeah. oh look at all these people and I get to do this how cool like it's amazing it's funny you say that um the perfect example would, would be the first time I shot on CW uh it was for a show called Black Lightning mm. and that set I don't know it felt like a dream come true it looked like a set from a movie that you're watching a movie about making yeah. a movie Right. Yeah. Well, anytime so, it's like those big sets that are like either superhero or fantastical or, you know, ones too that are period pieces, those right. sets are so wild to be a part of because you're just like, it's so involved. Very much so. I'm very grateful for that experience. Um, and, and it humbles you as well. Like you see how all the, the pieces um, blend together and how, how it really takes a, a tribe and a team to put out a project but we see as a final product on television like you have no idea what goes into it it helps you appreciate it so much more mm-hmm. that's very true um so I noticed you on your IMDb you've been doing a lot of short films and you've also been directing and producing so what got you you know inspired to get on the other side of the camera yeah uh great question um I think part of it was as I mentioned like early on wanting to learn everything I can about mm-hmm. how the entire system works in terms of how all the departments work together, what it takes to really produce something. And by doing that, appreciating the work that everyone puts into a project and understanding that, you know, there were times that as an actor, I appreciated how my performance was received or how I was provided space and mm-hmm. opportunity by a director to fully you know what I mean? Emerge myself in the craft. And I wanted to 
when I began to do these projects and every time I embark on a project like that, it's like, how can I provide that space for someone else to facilitate growth um, mm. on this journey? And then, and, you know, we have all these ideas. How can I, how can I manifest these ideas and create a project? Cause like, you don't have to have a crazy big budget just to take something from your mind to paper and then put it on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about just trying. And I was, I've always been inspired by, you know, so many great directors, like in, if you ever want to achieve an ounce of that, I feel like you have to take the step and at least try. So that's part of why I did it. I like that. I like, you know, you mentioned giving space to artists. And it's, yeah. it's interesting because, as you know, in the independent film world, you don't all always get that chance because right. things move very quickly. And it's like you got to stay on schedule, which is kind of the joy of making a short film. There's not as... Uh, much pressure on time because it's it's a short it's a short shoot um so you're able to kind of give give yourself that space to explore creatively i mean all the independent films i've been a part of it's like here's your 13 day shoot let's get this out (laughs) right 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 and it's i mean and also to your point it's more intimate also like you're Mm -hmm. working with a, a smaller team sometimes they you know it's like a skeleton crew and people are wearing many different hats. So you, you you find yourself in a position where you're learning things you thought you would never <laughs> uh, learn. Um, and then as an actor, you're you're in a space where, yes, you have you may have the luxury to do several takes. Mm-hmm. You may have a luxury to do it to an extent where you think that you're happy with it. But at the same time, because you're working with in a smaller time frame, it's not necessarily pressure, but it's an incentive to get things done on time. Because if you if it doesn't get done, you might not have a shot at doing it again. Exactly. <laughs> like this is all we have to work with, so we, we got to make it work, right? Do something good or do nothing. <laughs> exactly. Short and sweet version. Exactly. <laughs> you can shop from anywhere, doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Do you like science fiction? I'm Carrie Bechet, and if you loved movies like Arrival or Interstellar, then you're going to want to check out my podcast, Hypothetical. On Hypothetical, we tell speculative sci-fi stories interwoven with real science. New episodes every Tuesday, available wherever you get podcasts. Um, you said something else that I wanted to touch on, and now I can't remember because you just made me laugh. Um, there well, goes my short-term thing. memory. <laughs> that's I swear, it's like, how am I losing my memory this early in life? Okay, well, maybe it'll come back to me. Maybe it won't. Um, oh, that's what it was. 
I appreciate the fact that you as an actor want to learn everything there is possible. It's something I tell um, young actors when I'm speaking with them is knowing every person's uh, job on set, knowing what it entails, because as actors, you know, yes, we work long days, but we also get the luxury to go home when they call rap. Right. And crew does not. (laughs) Crew is still there actually wrapping out. And it's nice to be able to say, like, I know what your job is. I know your journey and I appreciate you. I think it just makes you a a more humble um, person as well as an actor. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. And as I mentioned, I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I've had in production um, on both sides of the camera. Um, I think. One thing that always surprises people is, I think, the rate of growth. Mm. I've been blessed to accomplish certain amount of things in a shorter period of time. And part of that is me acknowledging that every opportunity is a blessing. And every encounter that you have when working in this space, it's important that you communicate how valuable the other person is and how much you appreciate their time as much. Like I I work on a set, I rap a scene, whatever work I did, as happy as everyone may be with it, I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that we shared this experience together and that you showed up today to work because had you not, we probably wouldn't be able to get this shot done. So, you know, it was a collective effort and I try to express that as often as possible. And I think that has helped me, A, remain humble and B, just appreciate all of the small wins, if -hmm. that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. I mean, everything, everything in this industry is a, is a win. <laughs> yeah. Really. Every and anything, right? Everything. Everything is a win. Um, exactly. So I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about your new movie, Take the Night, which is hitting theaters July 8th. I watched the trailer. It looks really fun. Nice. I love, I love mystery and, and shoot 'em up films. So, so fun. Um, but yeah. tell me a little <laughs> bit about it. <laughs> Oh man. So yeah, it's, um, it is definitely action packed. Uh, it was my first heist film. This project is, it's a really cool project. Uh, it's basically about what well, it, it, it shows two sides of a story, but it centers around family, um, both sides of family, b- blood and family that you acquire in life through, you know, trials and tribulations. So, um, the character that I play in the film, his name is Shannon and he's a part of a crew, uh, a group of guys that, grew up together and have shared experiences in life and they're presented with an opportunity. And the opportunity comes by way of this individual who essentially wants to um, plan something for his younger brother. Mm. Yeah. He wants to plan something for his younger brother and it ends up unfolding and becoming a huge um, heist slash action pack scenario. Uh, (laughs) And my character is an individual who, you know, he's been through a lot and he has hit his rough patches. And I think in the film, we see that his ability to persevere is really tested. Um, in addition, we see the human side of him and what one is willing to do when their back is against the wall and, you know, mm-hmm. they're down and out and, they, and they're in a place of need. So um, I'm, I'm really excited about the film. I'm excited for people to see it. I'm glad that you like the trailer. The trailer is not even half of what happens in that movie. It's crazy. 
I just, I love, I love action movies like that. I think that's just so fun, you know? I mean, everyone loves a good slice of life film and whatever else, but it's, right. it's fun to watch the movies that have that, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. I guess it's action, but I don't know. I just like those types of films. It's like Ocean's Eleven too. Like, it's just yeah. fun to watch, you know? You know what? You know what Um, I, I often remind myself of is like, a lot of the action films we see, like, they're great. They're like, everyone wants to be in an action film. I think what's very unique about Take the Night is that it's an action film, but the characters, the main characters in this film are relatable. They mm -hmm. have these everyday stories. There's someone that you may encounter anywhere you go. It's not like a situation where this guy is a super, he's like a super action hero and he, he only gets <laughs> called out for these, you know, these, these crazy missions. No, these, yeah. are, these are average people who just happen to be in a circumstance that is action packed, basically. Ah, it's so cool. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, on this show, we like to share uh, audition stories. Those can be, you know, sad ones, funny ones, uh, exciting ones. Um, are there, uh, is there, do you have a story that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I do. And you'll be the first to hear this story, guys. So yeah. enjoy. All right. So <laughs> it's not, I mean, since it happened, I, I, I processed it a little differently. And I don't know why I tried to normalize it, but it's oh, definitely shit. not normal. Um, so I, this is, this happened during the, uh, the, the pandemic, essentially, right? And when everything went virtual. Um, mm. So, you know, for a period of time, auditions kind of slowed down. But then when they picked up, I mean, it's floodgates, but everything is virtual auditions, right? Mm -hmm. So I recall that during the pandemic, I had an audition and it was actually with a network casting director. Um, I won't say it was network, but <laughs> I had been home for so long, like many people, and I just wanted to travel. So my brother and some of my friends, we decided to take a trip. And somehow I, the audition was booked, but there was a last minute change for the audition time and date. Uh oh. Uh, but it was like I said, it was with the network casting director. So by no means was I going to change it. I had to make it work, right? Right. So we were in Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were on the way to um, this excursion that we had booked. Okay. And, you know, there's, like, there's a time difference as well. And then come to find out that this casting director during this period of time was shooting in Pacific time. And oh, not gosh. Eastern time. So the entire time zone got mixed up. So I remember that I had to do this audition and all I had on, I had my laptop with me in the car. Something told me just to bring it. I had my laptop, I had my phone with me and it was going to be this audition on Zoom. And I'm not sure if you've ever visited Costa Rica, but I have not. there's, you know, there's like the main capital city, but then as you go towards the South, you have to trek across like, I guess, a different terrain, a mountainous terrain, whatever oh, the case God. is. Okay. So here we are. We, I thought we had it planned accordingly that we would be in the car and the drive would take maybe 45 minutes. I'd arrive at the destination, be able to sit down, get on the Wi-Fi, do this audition. That is not what happened. Apparently oh, no. the route, <laughs> the route that we were supposed to take was closed off and we <laughs> ended up having to take another route, which took us through like this countryside and we had to, the time came that we, we had to pull over on the side of a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. We pulled over on the side of a mountain. 
I asked all my friends to try to be as quiet as possible. We rolled up the windows because obviously there's a lot of like atmospheric noise. And they hear a monkey in the background and they're like, what is that? Monkeys, there's, there's like, there's horses, there's parrots. All of these sounds are going on. We roll up the window. It's like 85 degrees outside, probably oh more than that. So we have to turn the car off also, right? <laughs> and I'm on the side of the road. The Wi-Fi is going in and out. And I'm doing this audition in the car on Zoom on the side oh of this God. mountain. <laughs> sweating bullets. I'm sweating bullets at this point. And the casting director is like, is everything okay? Like, <laughs> She's like, all right, let's let's go again. Um, take a deep breath, not rush it. And I mean, I've done a thousand auditions at this point, but I'm sweating and I'm rushing because I want to hurry up and get this over with because mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> side of the mountain um, as the sun is about to set, right? Oh, God. <laughs> Just add to it. But anyway... Yes, but I ended up getting it done. The second take was great. I ended up just using everything around me. I, I used the scenario. I, I ended up making a scenario that the people that were in the scene with me were actually in the car and we were on the way to um, to this destination, which happened to be what occurs in the next scene. And I made it work. Craziest audition ever. But Okay, but did they ask you, like, why are you in a car? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She did. She definitely asked at the end. She's like, so what's going on? And I mean, I'm honest. I was like, yeah, I'm actually uh, in Costa Rica, and I didn't want to miss this audition, so I pulled over, and we did it. They're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Well, enjoy the rest of your trip. I'm like, okay, but all right, thanks. But but did I get it? Did I get a call back? We're like, like, like yeah, you, did, you did great. Enjoy the rest of your trip. So, oh, yeah. my God. That is commitment right there. Hey, yeah, it's a crazy story, isn't it? I love that story. I love a good crazy story. I love stories like that because it's like, you know, especially with self tapes and virtual auditions, it's like you, you try your best to like work your life around this. Um, Because it is very, it's different than, you know, just how it used to be where it's like, hey, three days you have an in-person audition. Thank you so much. I know how to plan around that. Now it's like, hey, you have a self-tape due tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And it's 6 p.m. right now. And you're like, excuse me? (laughs) Okay. Let me try to figure this out. Um, So I I appreciate stories that are like that because it's just, it's such a, such an interesting time in the industry as an actor. Uh, so hearing funny stories like that makes me happy. It is. <laughs> you know, and it's like, we never know what tomorrow holds. Obviously, that's the cliche. Mm-hmm. But it's like, when those curveballs come at you, like, what do you do? Like, no one would ever anticipate that situation. No. I never anticipated that situation, right? If I travel, there's a book out, essentially. But Right. But it's now, like, oh, like it's, it's like, if you travel, you don't have to book out anymore, which is kind of great. I will say it's, that. It's great. It's great. I had a chance to, I went to Portugal with um, one of my friends that's an actor as well. And we we both said, like, you know what's going to happen? The day that we get there, we're both going to get auditions. Yeah. And this, is, this one is not as crazy, but we literally checked in and maybe a few, like an hour or two later, we both got self-tapes. And... We like set up the, the hotel room and rigged up a self tape set up and did auditions in the hotel room back to back. And yep. it was, it's like a great experience. It's like, we're going to do this. We're going to grind it out and we're going to be determined enough to get it done. Anybody I've can make an excuse. Done that. 
I've definitely done that in hotel rooms where you're like finding like everything you can to stack things on top of. It's like you get the garbage can and the Bible yeah. from the the nightstand and then you put yeah. whatever else you can find and you stack it so you can actually frame up. And then we didn't bring the stands and you got to try to yeah. hold the phone as steady as possible. It's just so it's not. <laughs> oh my God. Um, well, this has been so fun. Um, I'm yeah. very excited that you found, you know, your, your passion for acting and filmmaking and that you followed it because a lot of people would not. So cheers yeah. to you on that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, where can me. people follow you to keep up with all of the fun stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm most active on Instagram and it's my name. So at Shamari Love, um, that's where I'm most active. And, awesome. you know, we'll be making posts and things like that there. Feel free to comment. I respond. I'm not one of those <laughs> people that don't say anything. I respond. <laughs> so, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I'm very excited to see you take the night, which is out July 8th. Um, thank you again. Thank you so much, Jilly. Thanks again to Shomari for coming on the show. Everybody check out Take the Night, Hitting Theaters July 8th, and on digital streaming sites July 12th. I know I will be watching it. I love an action heist movie. Um, they get my blood going. <laughs> um, and yeah, thanks for tuning in today, everybody. Uh, I just tried to say everyone and everybody at the same time. I really need to get some sleep. You know, my puppy keeps waking me up at like 3.45 a.m., so that's fun. Um, so pretend I said everyone or everybody i guess it doesn't really matter any who's a cole um thank you for listening make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you're listening to it now hit those links in the show notes and tune in next week and as always thanks for coming in Hello, friends. This is Mark Nell, executive producer of the Table Read podcast, where imagination meets performance. As we wrap up an incredible season one, we want to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in and supported us on this amazing journey. Season one was nothing short of extraordinary. We delved into captivating scripts that transported us to worlds beyond our imagination, thanks to the brilliant writers who delivered these works. But what really brought these stories to life were the talents of our amazing actors. But Wait, the excitement doesn't end there. As we bid farewell to Season 1, we are thrilled to announce the launch of Season 2. Get ready for more gripping narratives, more unforgettable characters, and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat. We have some big surprises coming. The Force will definitely be with you. So stay tuned, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay excited. From all of us at the Table Read Podcast, thank you. And let's make Season 2 even more memorable together. <laughs>